Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson is defending her record on the second day of her confirmation hearings. At one point, Jackson responded to a Twitter thread by Missouri Republican Josh Hawley, who accused her of being soft on crime, particularly in her sentencing of child pornography offenders. As a mother and a judge who has had to deal with these cases, I was thinking that nothing could be further from the truth. Each of the 22 senators on the Judiciary Committee has two rounds of 30 minutes to question her record. It's going to make for long days today and tomorrow. Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader and Kremlin critic, has been found guilty of fraud. He was immediately sentenced to nine years in prison. Navalny, Putin's most high-profile critic, is already serving two and a half years on what he says are fabricated charges. He was also poisoned and nearly died in 2020, almost certainly on Putin's orders. After the verdict, Navalny tweeted defiantly that the work of his anti-corruption organization will continue. President Biden has a warning for American business leaders. Prepare for Russian cyber attacks. The White House says it has evolving intelligence that Putin may be planning online assaults against American companies and critical infrastructure in retaliation for Western sanctions. Biden spoke at the quarterly business roundtable. The magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential and it's coming. A Russian court has found Facebook's parent company Meta guilty of so-called extremist activity. The ruling won't change much since Putin has already banned Facebook and Instagram. And curiously, the ruling did not affect WhatsApp, which is also owned by Meta. Meta now joins other groups labeled extremist by Moscow, including the Taliban, jailed Putin critic Alexei Navalny's political organization, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Facial recognition is being used by both Russia and Ukraine in connection with the war, but in very different ways. In Russia, authorities are using facial AI to identify and hunt down anti-war protesters, according to human rights groups. In Ukraine, Reuters reports it's being used to spot Russian infiltrators at checkpoints and to identify the growing number of dead Ukrainians and, when possible, to reunite families. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. Also coming up, the Theranos saga continues, this time Sonny Balwani. He's the former lover of now-disgraced Elizabeth Holmes, and he's standing trial. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. The leading candidate for U.S. Senate in Missouri, Republican Eric Reitens, has been accused of abusing his ex-wife and young son. His campaign has denied the allegations from his ex-wife, but this isn't the first time Greitens is embroiled in scandal. The Trump supporter also had to step down as Missouri governor in 2018 when he was accused of blackmailing a former hairdresser he had had a sexual relationship with and for mishandling campaign finances. 
two fun stories about Google and its relationship with employees. First, two former Google employees are accusing the tech giant of racial discrimination. Chloe Sled describes Google as a racially hostile work environment where she was passed up for promotions that went to less experienced white colleagues. Another ex-Googler, April Curley, has sued the company for similar issues. Second, Google has settled a lawsuit with six former and current employees who sued the company for illegally firing and disciplining them for organizing a union. Spring break has gone a little too wild this year. Miami Beach Mayor Dan Gelber has declared a midnight curfew from Thursday to Monday after a violent weekend where five people were shot. During a press conference, Gelber said he's frustrated. You know, we, we, can't, we can't endure this anymore. We just simply can't. Uh, This isn't your father's or mother's spring break. This is something wholly different. He went on to say Miami Beach doesn't advertise for spring break, but every year residents are forced to endure it. One of Andy Warhol's famous images of Marilyn Monroe will go up for auction in May at Christie's, and it's expected to sell for $200 million. The silkscreen is known as Shot Sage Blue Marilyn, and it's a close-up of the actress. Her hair is yellow, her lips are red, her eyeshadow is blue, and her skin is pink. If it sells at the expected price, it will become the most expensive piece of art from the 20th century. The attorney general for Washington, D.C. is suing Grubhub over deceptive business practices. The new lawsuit says Grubhub orders often cost more than ordering the same item at a restaurant due to, quote, hidden fees and bait and switch advertising tactics. The lawsuit also alleges the app promises free online orders and unlimited free delivery for its premium plus service. But the company still charges delivery fees for the basic tier and service fees for both tiers, essentially inflating prices. Opening statements are starting this week in the criminal fraud trial of Ramesh Sunny Balwani. For those who haven't been watching the dropout on Hulu, Balwani is the former chief operating officer of Theranos and the former lover of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, who was found guilty on several counts of fraud earlier this year and is awaiting sentencing. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor for Insider, and he's here to chat. Adam, You've been following Balwani. Uh, Jury selection ended last week. Can you paint a picture of what you've seen for our listeners? What has stood out so far is how much less attention there's been on Sonny Balwani than there was on Elizabeth Holmes. And of course, that's not surprising. That's like saying that there's less attention for a, uh, you know, a very good triple A ball club as compared to what there would be for the World Series. Mm -hmm. She was the World Series. What hurdles does Balwani face in his trial that Holmes didn't? This may not seem legal, but it's highly relevant. He just is a less sympathetic character Hmm. than she was. You know, she was a woman, a woman with a young child, with a baby, uh, when she was sitting in the courtroom. And she is someone who is famous and and has a very um, optimistic demeanor about her and had a very... Um, lovely story to tell about trying to change the world. He has almost none of that. He's an older man. He's been cast in the public as having been someone who who dominated a, a defenseless younger woman. Whether or not that's true, he doesn't have those same sympathies going into the trial. You even write that he scowls a lot. 
<laughs> you know, in January, uh, because of COVID reasons, there was a Zoom call. And so it was a bit jarring for me to actually see Sonny Balwani. And he, he sort of stared straight forward into the camera with a, with, a, with a sort of deadpan scowl on his face the whole time. I did notice a, a video making the rounds of, of him and his lawyer walking out of court uh, last week. Sonny was smiling broadly. This was after my article. Not that I'm claiming uh, any... Uh, <laughs> any ownership of his smile. Come to Adam Lushinsky for your media rehabilitation. Um, mm. So for listeners who might not know, uh, Balwani was a millionaire. He basically had enough money to retire in his late 30s before meeting Holmes in 2002. He was 37. She was 18. In the Elizabeth Holmes trial, they painted Balwani as controlling and abusive, both in their personal life and in their business life. Her defense painted her, meanwhile, as the sort of ingenue. So how will Balwani's defense portray him, you think? Well, uh, just as her lawyers tried to shift blame onto him, his lawyers will attempt to shift blame onto her. And they have a, a reasonably defensible position there because one of the consistent themes in Elizabeth Holmes's trial, and she said this herself, is that she was in charge. She was the founder. She was the CEO. She was the decision maker. And I'm sure they will make that point every single chance they get, that, she that he was there to help her. He was there to give her advice. But any crimes that were committed were hers, not his. So how do you think all of this will play out or could play out for Sonny Balwani? I think he's in a really bad position in particular because some of the most damning evidence and the most damaging witnesses at Elizabeth Holmes's trial will apply even more strongly in his trial. I think that's very that should be very concerning for him. I should add the other side of the coin is that the, this is a new jury and they will be hearing the evidence with their own ears and seeing things with their own eyes. For the first time, they are not the last jury. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor at Insider. Adam, thanks for chatting. It's my pleasure. Be sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at the refresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to the Refresh from Insider. Insider.